0: The text that you are about to hear is by Charles Olavoie. To find out more about this Canadian author and his previous books, visit www.charlesolavoie.com. This episode is from Goodbye Philippines, a collection of short stories. Like this episode, the stories in the book are a fictional construction of exchanges between the author and people living in the Philippines, overseas workers and Filipino expats. Goodbye Philippines A podcast collection of short stories by Charles O. Levois. Through Facebook conversations, George, the narrator of Goodbye Philippines, gets glimpses of Filipino lives in the Philippines and among expatriates and overseas foreign workers. Although he prefers to keep his emotional distance, we gradually see George's longing for meaningful connections and his ongoing grief for his deceased partner. The interest is both documentary, George is a writer, and personal, as he discovers the breadth and uniqueness of the gay community in the Philippines and in North America. He is often reminded of the disparity between the deprivations and emotional angst of his youth and the sufferings of the younger generation. As his health begins to decline, George continues to encounter younger gays, writers, and others with similar interests. Facebook gives him license to be bolder and more direct with his questions about others' lives. On one trip to the Philippines, he is hospitalized in delirium and dependent on local care until he is well enough to fly home. On his return, he shuts everyone out, including Lando, the youth in the Philippines, whose college education he paid for. George's interactions with a Canadian healer break through his defenses and offer him a chance to share his grief and loneliness and his anguish at the prospect of living as a disabled person. He eventually finds an amenable place to live and a new purpose, mentoring younger gays, including Travis, a fellow philosophy devotee. After a long silence, due mostly to George's reluctance to be reminded of the crisis that changed his life so dramatically, his protégé reaches out, and the two briefly reunite online. The bond between them is poignant, and Lando's longing for a father substitute is palpable. Will George choose to pull away? Read by Warren Carey and music by Angelico Dayo. Executive producer, Charles O. Lavoie. Chapter 1. Guilty of Stalking George Miller has always been interested in what was around him, events, and people. Even afflicted with arthritis that caused him pain mainly in the morning, and irritated him starting in November. The winter season is particularly humid on the west coast of Canada, where he lived. He still enjoyed watching people in public places and on public transit, and wondering what their loves and worries were, in Canada and abroad. A few years earlier, he had been welcomed into the Filipino community in Victoria through a now-deceased friend, and wrote a book on their relationship. His fascination with Filipino culture had grown since, leading to annual trips to the South Asian country. When he got a Facebook account, he followed his instinct. The day he saw an album of photos on Cambodia, he got curious about the photographer, Mateo Bautista, as the man lived in the Philippines. He contacted him. They exchanged a few messages. The guy sounded as if he was from another planet or an earlier century. Who are you? George asked. A Babylon. What's that? I'm physically young, but my soul is as old as a child. Explain. My soul is as old as the universe. Small dots started jumping up and down. Mateo was typing. In the meantime, George searched on the Internet the English equivalent of the Filipino word babilan. Google provided the English translation of the word healer. "'It's easier with an older person,' Mateo's message came in. "'Someone who can see through and guess things.' George copied and pasted what he had downloaded. Mateo reacted with an emoticon, a big yellow face with a smile covering the whole face. They became Facebook friends.' Almost immediately, the two men were discussing philosophy and de todo lo humano y divino, as the Spanish say, everything under the sky. On that day, Mateo asked, What are you doing? Looking at photos of strangers, he replied. Stalking? If you think that I am stalking, too bad. Why are you on the defensive? Mateo immediately asked. Silent for a few seconds, George finally typed. You hide behind quotes that you share. You think it's better? Are you mad at me? Over the next several days, Mateo introduced George to the legends and myths of Vanai Island in the western Visayas, where he grew up. In a message, he inserted a very long paragraph downloaded from the Internet. Philippines has a rich pre-colonial history and myths. They attribute all things in nature that gives life to a woman. Since water is life, so therefore they call the lake Bae, a lady, a high status lady. Just like the Babylon, only a woman can give life. If a man wants to become a Babylon, he must have a woman's feature, like long hair. Is that why you keep your hair long and in a ponytail? George asked. Matteo ignored the question. Instead, he typed, send me a photo. "'I want to see you.' "'Why would I do that?' "'All that chatting is taking place in air.' "'Are you afraid of what you are?' Matteo's remark shocked George, who was tempted to fire back, "'Who do you think you are?' "'Or simply unfriend the arrogant youth, "'even though his Facebook experience was rather limited, "'no more than a couple of months.' He had already noticed that some people were using the feature as a quick way of brushing off a problem or an unpleasant feeling. One click, and presto, the unpleasant reality is gone. "'I'm still alive,' he wrote. "'Is that what you're wondering about?' "'Why are you afraid of showing your face?' "'One day you and I will meet, and we'll philosophize together each one from the summit of a mountain.' George wrote. Mateo expressed his approval by a thumbs-up sticker. George always enjoyed reading about ancient myths and legends as they took him back to his university days. Mateo often shared traditional stories from his homeland, but abruptly he would cut things short. Now, Professor, I need to sleep. Good night. Once he signed off with Kalugdun. Kadnila own. May you be favored by the gods. This was typical of the exchanges with Mateo, for whom the past seemed to be more interesting than the present. Humans, as well as artifacts, George thought. The 28 year old Filipino guy was a medical lab technician during the evenings and part of the night, and a university student during the day. The two men were sharing a lot, as if distance and time didn't exist or the age difference. One day George messaged, According to Greek, the Acheron was the border between the living and the dead. Did you know? Mateo reacted with a warning. I'm Asian. Your and my philosophies are different. Colonial belief and thinking threaten my ethnic spirit. Be more specific, please. On Panay Island, there is a river called Hylowood, where the gods dwell. Tell me about it. Google Hollywood. Because of the Bobylan's busy schedule, George accepted that he couldn't chat for a long stretch of time. The professor, as Mateo kept calling him, could understand. Another day, having noticed that Matteo was online, George asked, The other day you referred to what you went through as a child. Please tell me about your childhood. My mother was a plain woman. We were five children, and my father was a farmer slave. You also said I don't remember what exactly, that it hurt you so much. Please tell me why. People look down upon you when you are poor. Pain is a great teacher. Can philosophy start with love and beauty, Professor? Explain. If philosophy starts with pain, love, and beauty, then someone has a choice where to start it with. I won't choose pain if I have a choice. Suddenly, and once again, George envisioned standing on the top of a mountain and looking around in silence and in peace. One day, we will meet on a mountain. Mateo sent the sticker of a yellow face with a smile that was as big as the face itself. I don't like emoticons. They are like metaphors, difficult to decipher. Is this virtual intimacy real or a complete fake? George wondered. Two people start chatting and then, with no warning, intimacy happens. A shallow and fragile feeling at the mercy of the slightest draft. Sorry, I need to do my laundry. This is what happens when one takes Facebook for reality, George concluded. When the two of them, the so-called Facebook friends, meet, the day is almost over in North America and, in the Philippines, Mateo just awoke. Empty your heart of its desires, and fill your body with food, Mateo messaged, with a he <laughs> he You and your parables. Lao Tse. You never say that, you think. You hide behind quotes. Sorry. My laptop battery is not in good condition. It is shutting down, all by itself. The dot indicating Mateo's online status disappeared. George was back to where he had been fifteen minutes earlier, alone, only more so after this brief interlude in the cloud. The flash of eternity was gone. The following day, Matteo asked, "'Send me a photo. I want to see you.' "'Use your imagination,' George replied. "'What does it matter, anyway? I'm old.' "'I thought you were wise.' You are a child. Matteo was forcing him to see himself as he truly was a man on his way out. The young medical lab technician reminded George of Socrates, who used to say he was a midwife like his mother, because he helped his interlocutors to give birth to the knowledge they had inside already. Finally, giving into Matteo's request, George searched his pictures folder, and found a recent dramatic black-and-white photo exposing his sunburned, creviced face. Here's a photo. Wow! Those silver hair of wisdom! I am old, I told you. Are you afraid of dying, philosopher? Writing is my way of postponing the end. Can you do it forever? Damn you, George wrote. Before pressing the send button, he added, (laughs) The barriers were now down. From that day, George thought his life on Facebook would be different. He decided that his life on Facebook would be a death in slow motion. Thank you for listening to this chapter of Goodbye Philippines. Here are some questions from the author, and here are some thoughts to ponder. 1. Can people really know each other online, or is that a false impression? 2. Do you send photos of yourself to people you don't know, and if so, why? 3. How did successive waves of foreign domination and influence change the traditional culture in the Philippines? We'd love to hear from you. To share your thoughts and your answers to the questions, email charlesolavoie at gmail.com. Want to receive updates about future episodes of Goodbye Philippines? Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Also, feel free to share the link to this episode with your friends and on social media. If you love Goodbye Philippines, check out www.charlesolavoie.com for info on Charles's other published works, a link is provided in the description. Until next time.